Good morning and welcome to each one of you. Thank you for those who have come specifically to celebrate and support Ethan. We join together in, with you in that. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 95, verses 1 to 7. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us give a loud shout to the rock who saves us. Let us come to him and give him thanks. Let us praise him with music and song. The Lord is the great God. He is the greatest king. He rules over all the gods. He owns the deepest parts of the earth. The mountain peaks belong to him. The ocean is his because he made it. He formed the dry land with his hands. Come, let us bow down and worship him. Let us fall on our knees in front of the Lord, our maker. He is our God. We are the sheep belonging to his flock. We are the people he takes good care of. Let's pray. God, we invite your presence here, and I thank you that you have promised to be with us. We desire to follow you. Take our offerings of time and also the money you've provided us to use it to your glory. It is all yours. Amen. I invite you to stand with us as we sing uh, the river. <clears throat>
Thank you for singing with us. As the worship team goes down, I invite you to turn to Psalms 95. I was only going to read the uh, last couple verses, but I'm actually going to start from the beginning again, um, and you'll probably understand why in, as we go through it. Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us give a loud shout to the rock who saves us. Let us come to him and give him thanks. Let us praise him with music and song. The Lord is the great God. He is the greatest king. He rules over all the gods. He owns the deepest parts of the earth. The mountain peaks also belong to him. The ocean is him, his, because he made it. He formed the dry land with his hands. Come, let us bow down and worship him. Let us fall on our knees in front of the Lord, our maker. He is our God. We are the sheep belonging to his flock. We are the people he takes good care of. If only you would listen to his voice today. He says, don't be stubborn as you were in Meribah. Don't be stubborn as you were in that day at Massa in the desert. There your people of long ago really tested me. They did it even though they had seen what I had done for them. For 40 years I was angry with them. I said, their hearts are always going astray. They do not know how much I want them to live. So when I was angry, I made a promise. I said, they will never enjoy the rest I planned for them. The word of the Lord. Good morning. Quick plug for our congregation's deacon nomination process. Uh, you, can nominate, um, you can nominate deacons today through, next, through the, end of the end of the day next Sunday. Um, this, jo- this thing is at the back there. These papers are there. You can nominate somebody. Of course, as you, as you know through the years, my, my personal preference is that you speak to the person that you intend to nominate and see if they're willing first. But there's no, uh, there, there is no requirement for that, and there is a congregational culture here of cold call nominating people uh, and, then, and then just seeing where the, where the spirit leads, and that's a wonderful way of stepping out in faith as well. So whether you do the one or the other, is uh, um, either, either one works. Uh, just a reminder to all, the, the role of deacons in our church is a two-year term position. It's open to couples to serve together. So uh, some of the people who have been nominated already, you know, there's the, both names of the couple. It's also open to people to serve uh, in, individually, and we have had, we certainly have had um, um, deacons serving by themselves without, without their spouse. Um, in fact, we do right now. Donna is a, is a deacon right now. So you are, uh, you are able to nominate uh, people to become deacons. The uh, members of the board will be in touch with the person who has the greatest pe- person or couple who has the greatest number of nominations. If that person says yes, then, we, then the process ends there and we move forward to uh, installing them as deacons in our congregation. If that person says no, we, just, we keep on going down until we, uh, until we find someone who, who is feeling touched by the spirit in that way as a result of the nominations. Uh, that have that have been received. So the uh, the person would need to be a member of the congregation, or be willing to. Sometimes uh, people are nominated f- uh, as deacons who are not yet members, uh, and then there is a, a membership transfer, uh, and then and then the deacon role begins. In our congregation, the deacons serve together with the pastor on the church ministerial, 
taking care of the kind of the pastoral care, visiting and social life of the congregation together with some sort of direction setting and leading, leading ministries in the church together with our, with our pastor. And as you may know, our other deacon couple at the moment, our active deacon couple is David and Tammy Cruz. So uh, I, would, I would encourage you, please be prayerfully um, thoughtful this week about who from our congregation, maybe even yourself, uh, would like to or would be good at the role, of a, the role of deacon. If you yourself feel called to that role but haven't had somebody speak to you, bring it up in conversation with your social circle. And if, uh, if, your, if the people you know in the congregation feel as you do, that you would make a good deacon, um, they, they may be willing to nominate you uh, for, that, for that role. Um, so again, we're open to nom for nominations for deacon today through this coming week, uh, next Sunday until the end of the day, uh, and then we'll close and we'll, the, the church board will let you know more after that. Good morning. Good seeing all your wonderful faces this morning. If you have your bulletins on you, we have a number of things that we need to go through on there. And the first of them is a very exciting one, personally, for myself. Tonight, there's going to be a housewarming with potluck snacks at Russell and Shannon's. That's our place. So, I put that invitation out to all you. I know a number of people are just visiting uh, here this morning. More the merrier. I made a lot of lemonade, and as I said last time, I make good lemonade. So, feel free to come on out. Also... Potluck snacks, that's a very important thing, so people don't remember that part, then it's gonna be a very hungry time with lots of lemonade for everybody. So bring potluck snacks. Next, Wednesday, 7 p.m., prayer meeting at the church. Make sure to come on out for that. And then next Sunday, 10.45 a.m., the worship service. Also, if you skip right down to the bottom, uh, there is going to be Kids Club here in the fall. Uh, if you're interested in volunteering, contact Christine Murray to sign up. I would highly encourage all of you that are moved in that way to do that. Pray as well, but that is going to be a wonderful time, so make sure to give that consideration. All right, then moving on to items of prayer. I have a couple to add on here as well. Uh, first, Ethan Unruh is being baptized today. I know that's a shock to everybody, but uh, at the same time, this is what's happening, and so we want to pray for him uh, as he goes through this next part of his life. Uh, and also, Daryl and Audrey's son, Andrew, it says here recovering, but actually his surgery got postponed, so he should be in today, and he should be in now. We don't actually know, but that is the most likely thing, so we're going to want to pray for him that the surgery goes well. It's on a herniated disc, right? Yeah, it's on a herniated disc. He's in a lot of pain. We want to pray that that will go well. Uh, Sarah Petkow's, uh, we want to pray for her family after her sudden passing. Uh, her funeral, I believe, is tomorrow. I don't know the time, though. 11 o'clock tomorrow. It's at Bagot Community Chapel. So tomorrow, 11 a.m., Bagot Community Chapel. That's where her funeral is. Uh, next, Ethan, oh, sorry. Evelyn Rogers uh, is planning... Uh, to travel to Paraguay on a prayer missions trip, and that is wonderful. I highly recommend that you go and talk to her. She is absolutely excited about this. It's going to be a great missions trip. She is going to do a lot 
of good down there in prayer and for the Lord and for what is going on with the church in Paraguay. Uh, I would encourage you to talk to her. Uh, if you want to give gifts financially or anything else, talk to her as well. It is going to be a great trip. I look forward to hearing about it when she gets back as well. And finally, uh, Nathaniel Taves. Oh, actually, no, I have two more. Nathaniel Taves. Uh, he was expected to go into surgery a week ago, but then that got postponed. The current, uh, the current hope is that he's going to be going in for surgery this coming Wednesday. And so we want to pray that that surgery for his heart uh, actually uh, happens. It's going to be in London, Ontario. We want to pray this Wednesday that he gets in for that, that the recovery is as quick as could ever be and he can get on with the rest of his life. So we want to pray for that. And then finally, Betty Queering's son, Ken. He's coming out from Toronto, and he said that he was feeling kind of ill. So we're wanting to pray that he makes that trip and that it was only a passing thing. Oh, he's going to Toronto. Betty Queering's son, Ken. We want to pray for him that that trip goes well and also that he feels better soon. And so let's bow together in prayer. Our dear God, we come before you this morning. We come before you first off in praise, first off in praise for, for Ethan. Ethan who has made this decision to be baptized this morning, this decision to follow you, God, that fills our hearts with praise, it fills our hearts with joy, Lord. We thank you for it and we pray that this baptism will be a moment he remembers all of his life, a moment that brings him back to you in the low times, a moment that brings him joy. And God, we also want to pray for his life following the baptism as well. Lord, we pray that through his days, he stays razor focused on you. God, this we put before you first of all. And Lord, while we are praying this praise, we also want to bring Evelyn Rogers before you as she is soon off to Paraguay, September 5th. That is coming just right around the corner. God, we pray that there are no hitches between now and then. Lord, we pray that when the time comes, the trip down is a good one. We pray that when the time comes, her time praying amongst the churches in Paraguay, the missions in Paraguay, the missionaries that the EMC has down in Paraguay, and everyone else she comes across. Lord, we pray that that will be a wonderful experience and that will build your kingdom in ways unseen and seen. And so, God, we put her before you. And Lord, there are also a number of things that are more concerning on our hearts as well that we want to pray for this morning. Lord, first for Ken as he heads to Toronto. God, we pray that the sickness that he is feeling, that it goes away, that it is completely not even felt or seen in just a few moments' time. We also pray that the trip that he is taking goes well. We pray that he will be there soon. God, that we pray. And at the same time, we want to pray for Betty as she is soon heading off to Saskatchewan. Lord, we pray that the last of the items that need to fall in place for that do. We will miss her, but God, we pray that that move happens well. 
And God, there's also a number of surgeries that are coming up that we wanna bring before you this morning. Lord, first we wanna bring Daryl and Audrey's son, Andrew, before you. God, we pray that he actually did make it into surgery this morning for his herniated disc. That is terrible pain. And to think that he was going in earlier in the week only for it to be delayed like this, that must be terribly discouraging. So God, we pray that he made it into surgery. We pray that the surgery will be a success in every way. And God, we pray that soon he will be back on his feet, soon he will be right as rain, that the recovery period will be nothing at all. God, this we put before you this morning. And at the same time, we wanna pray for Nathaniel Taves as he waits to this Wednesday to see if they will take him in for his heart surgery. It's a stressful thing waiting on a heart surgery. And so God, we pray that that time comes. Lord, we pray that when the time comes, the surgery is a success. And God, we pray when the time comes, the recovery is again, nothing at all. Lord, this we put before you. And finally, we wanna pray for Sarah Petkow and her family, and we wanna pray for Hannah. We wanna pray, God, be with them over the days to come. Lord, we also wanna pray for Pastor Michael as he does the funeral. Lord, be in the Bagot Community Chapel this Monday. God, that we put before you this morning, but please be the strength that they need. All of these things we bring before you, our mighty Lord, this morning, and we place them at your feet. Amen. So this week, in our Summer Through the Psalms, that's what our series has been, or our Psalmer, as Derek Thiessen pointed out to me, is the obvious name for it, and I should be kicking myself that I didn't see that right off the hop. This week in our Psalmer, we look at the fifth type of Psalm in the book of Psalms, the type that has by far and away the coolest name in my reckoning. We're looking at the divine kingship Psalms. Oh, makes you feel all big and mighty just saying it. These are the Psalms for the times of your life when, above all, you just need to feel in awe of our God. These are the Psalms for when you look at the Lord and you exclaim, oh my God, you are my king and I will follow you. And as we're gonna see in just a moment, these are also the type of Psalms that do real well to be talked about on a baptism Sunday like today. And so if you have your Bibles on you, I'd encourage you, take them out, turn to Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Now this psalm is split into three main chunks. The first is going to be verses 1 to 5. And there, together we read, Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. 
In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. We start, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. The psalm starts with us in the, in the pits of who we are, choosing to do something. Let us sing for the joy that we have in the Lord. What is that joy? Well, we're going to see more of that coming over the verses that follow. But right here, that he is our Lord, this alone causes us with all that we are to sing for joy. And then we go on. Let us sing for joy in the Lord. Let us shout aloud. We're not even to the end of the first line. And the intensity is already being amped up. Because first, we're just singing joyously to the God who is our Lord, but now, now we're shouting. And this is, this is the truth we know. Who our Lord is causes us not just to sing for joy, but also to shout it aloud, shout it at the top of our lungs. The more we dwell on God, the more our praise for him, it just escalates, it just has to get bigger. The more we grow in our excitement that this This is our God, to which we now begin to look to understand why we are saying these joyful things, because he is the rock of our salvation. That is because he is the place of our defense, like like a mighty fortress saving us, protecting us from our sin and the enemies of our God who would do us harm. He is also the rock because he is the firm foundation on which We know that our salvation is built. They're the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew 7. They come into our ears and they echo around there a little bit. Christ is the rock that we build our lives on. And so what do we do? Let us all come before him together. Let us extol him with music and with song. Not even done verse two, and once again, the intensity of our praise to our Lord ratchets up yet again. Now we play beautiful music in praise. Now we sing excellent songs of our joy. Now, well, now we have a whole party going. This praise is overwhelming in us now, to which we get even more reasons to sing of our God from the rooftops as we go on, because he is the great God we read. The lesser gods that all the other peoples around us hold close, gods like self and money and status and power and media technology, the whole world, whatever those gods may be, those lesser gods, what are those lesser gods next to our great God? Our great God who is over those gods, the great king above all the lesser gods. He is not just a king to kings, but a king over all the gods themselves. That is who our Lord is. And so how can we do anything other than praise him? 
And the reasons for the praise just keep on coming as well. We praise our Lord for he is the God who backs up what he is king above all, backs up that he is king over all. This is because of what he has all done. For how could our God be anything other than the top dog when he is who made all things himself by himself? He in his hands holds the depths and the peaks of the dry earth itself. His pastures they are called, for he is who made them, so everything that dwells in them are his. The seas in all their deep and perplexing chaos are his as well, for it was him, this God of the gods, this king of the kings, it was him who made all things with his own two Hands. And so it is him, this God who did all of this. It is him who in our hearts we give the wildest of praise. And the passage goes on to the second chunk, which is beginning in verses six and then about two-thirds through verses seven. And we read, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. After laying down all that we have established in the first section about who our God is and how that invokes in us our highest of praises for him, now now we continue to explore the question of how we, the people of God, how we together now, how we could ever do anything other than bow down to worship our Lord. How could we not kneel before our God? For did he not make us too? This is the God above all gods. This is the king above all kings. This is the king who made the valleys and the mountains and holds them in his hands. This is the king who made the oceans and the dry lands as if doing that was nothing to him. This is the God for whom all creation are his pastors. And here in these verses we are told that this God, this God who did this, chose us to be his people, chose us to be in his pastures, chose us to protect himself. That this is who our God is and that this is who chooses us. Let your mind just drift open to the to that, how can we do anything other than bow in praise to him? For he is our God and we are his people. We are the citizens of his pasture, the people that he has claimed as his own, the residents of his kingdom, the people whom the God of all creation himself has declared to be under his care, that this is who our God is and that this is who we are by his decree, I ask you, how could we do anything but sing for joy at the top of our lungs? How could we do anything other than shout his praises aloud? And so to us all, praise him 
with music blaring, praise him, singing the songs of all the ages. Let us praise him with our bodies. Let us praise him with our minds. Let us praise him with our hearts and our souls. And in all that we do, let us declare to all that this is our king. Let us build his kingdom that will see the world set right together. Let us with him lift up the low together. Let us with him heal the scars of his creation together. For we are the residents of his pastor. This is our king and seeing who he is in all that he has done. Rejoice, O oh my soul, in the Lord who loves us. In Jesus Christ who chose to die for me. Rejoice in our Lord. To which the passage then takes a pretty hard turn for its third and final section, which is the tail end of verse 7 through till the end of 11. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger that they shall never enter my rest. In four verses, we build up to a point of boundless excitement and then we just hit a wall, head out running as fast as we can. It's startling. It forces us to pay attention to it. You may be praising the Lord now, but do not harden your hearts to me as your ancestors did. God now tells us in his own voice in this part of the passage. The two places that are listed there in verse eight, Meribah and Massa, you're gonna find that story in Exodus 17. In the book of Exodus, the people of God, they, they have been enslaved. They have been kept under the boot of a ruler who would cause them harm because, because they were different than his own people. And he saw them as a threat. And God saved them through miraculous acts. He saved them through his servant Moses. He led his people from their chains out, out into the wilderness, away from their torment, away from the pain that they had known all their lives. And they praised our God with all that they were for this act of his boundless love. They praised him at the top of their lungs. And in time, they came to grumble. And God again provided for them what they wanted. But then in time, the grumble became discontent. 
And at Meribah and Massa, the people full on rebelled against our Lord who had given them everything that they had ever wanted, needed, as well as more. Though these people were chosen by God, these people who are our ancestors too, as we are followers of Jesus Christ and the Lord's chosen, so these are our ancestors too. Though these ancestors of ours, they knew better than anyone the wonder and awe of our Lord, they came to choose instead of praise to harden their hearts to him and to act against his lead. They chose to not follow our God. They chose to live in his anger, and so they chose to not enter his peace. They did not get to the promised land our Lord was leading them to because they chose to go anywhere but what was right. And with that, the passage just ends. Psalm 95, a divine kingship psalm. I said at the beginning of the message today that this is a perfect passage, a perfect psalm for Baptism Sunday. Ethan, 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 over your life to this point, you have found yourself heading here to today. You have seen God work. I have no doubt that you have at times been absolutely amazed by him. Maybe at camp, at youth, church. <sighs> nice fly bothering me. Maybe in conversation with Matt, parents, family, friends. I have no doubt that there have been times when you have praised God like the people in our passage today. And in part, in part because of this, now you have chosen to be baptized. And don't worry, we got it nice and toasty warm. And all of us here now, here today, we choose to praise our God with you this morning. As you take this step of baptism, I, I pray you will feel that this praise that we have for our Lord is here, it's with you, and it's at a fever pitch. This praise that we have for our God that grows by the moment seeing you now declare that you know through the work of the Holy Spirit that our Lord Jesus Christ is God incarnate, the Son of God, the bridge, the mediator to God the Father above, salvation from your sins, the good news that our world needs just about now, and that you will follow him the rest of your life because of that fact. As you take this step to declare that now you have a new citizenship, now your home is in the pasture of the Lord, that you know that you are one of his beloved, one of his chosen, a resident 
of his kingdom. As you make this step of baptism today and you declare this truth that you know to the world, I pray that you know how excited we are for you. And the great praise we have for our Lord in our own hearts as a result. Today, clearer than ever before, your voice joins the chorus. Your voice joins the party. The choir of all believers praising our God, the King above kings, the God above gods, the creator of all things, the one who chose us as his own, the one who holds us close yesterday, today, and forever. This This is what happens here today. This is how our hearts sing here today. And Ethan, Ethan, I pray you hear it. But this psalm also begs from us another question as well. What about tomorrow? What about then? What will we all choose to feel then? What about the day after that or a month from now, a year as life changes and grows and flows? What about then? When our ancestors through Christ were brought out of slavery and bondage, at first they felt as we do now, Excited as we are now. But in time that faded and was replaced by everything else. They chose to follow their own path instead of that of the God who saved them from their chains and they never found the promised land because they were headed everywhere else. This is a question we all must face. This is the question that this psalm demands that we wrestle with. Though we see his glory today, though we feel it, though we shout it from the top of our lungs, will will we choose to stay following the Lord tomorrow? Though we are in awe of him today, will we choose to continue with him when times have changed in the future? Will we choose to live out the commitment that we see Ethan here make today? Or will we instead stay wandering in the wilderness by our own decisions forever? We will not always live in the state of amped up praise for our God. And really, nor should we. Our relationship with God, we tend to see it as all of these mystical, magical things, but it's that, it's a relationship. One that will, over time, grow close and apart, will grow near and far. But this question from Psalm 95 will remain. Will we choose to point ourselves as the days go by toward our God.
And so here is my prayer for all of us this morning. As we pray today in this time of unbridled praise, let's remember this feeling. Let's cherish it. And over the years to come, why don't we use our memory of it to remind ourselves to pray to our king when we realize that maybe it's been a while since we last did that. And Ethan, Ethan, as you've read your Bible preparing for today, in awe of the God who loves you on each turn of every page, remember who you have found in your scriptures the one who led you to this morning. And use that memory to push you to open your Bible over the years to come when it pops into your head that maybe it's been a while since you've last opened it. And finally, as you see all the smiling faces around you, all who are excited to see you take this step in your life, in your faith, in your walk with God. Use this memory of today to bring you back to the church when you find yourself feeling alone or adrift, whenever that time comes for you, as it does for all of us from time to time. We all call out to our God today, praising him, the rock of our salvation, Praise you, the God of gods, the King of kings. Praise you, my Lord, who made all and yet shows us. Praise you, Jesus Christ, who chose to die for me, to save me. I pray that this praise will follow us all the days of our lives. I would like to ask Ethan Unra and Jeff Thiessen to come up as we prepare for baptism now. Ethan will now read from us a short testimony of his faith journey that he has prepared. So, like Russell said numerous times, I am Ethan. And after doing a bit of thinking, I've decided to get baptized. My life has had a lot of ups and downs and something I've always struggled with has been selfishness and ego and stuff like that. And I found that James 4.10 has really helped me with that. And it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And in times where I've just been struggling, it's nice to know that it's not about us, it's about God. I would like to thank my family and friends and everyone here for coming and Kevin especially because my text didn't go through, but you're here anyways. And Carrie, because Carrie's cool. Ethan has chosen Matt Beitler to be his mentor as he enters this next part of his life's journey. Unfortunately, Pastor Matt is homesick, and so he could not join us this morning. And so he sent along some words of encouragement for me to read in his stead. Ethan, he begins... Ethan, 
I'm sorry I wasn't able to be here today for your baptism. But I want you to know how excited and proud I am that you were taking this step in your faith. Your growth that I have witnessed over the last five years has been exceptional and it's been a blessing to walk with you. I'm excited to see how God will continue to lead you as he shapes you into a strong man of faith. I'm mad. Pastor Matt always knows how to speak to the heart. Well, Ethan, how about we get the show on the road? As we rehearse Friday, there are four questions that I will now ask you. And each one of them answer with the help of God, I do. Got it? Oh, you got this. Ethan, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and the Bible is the word of God and that salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you reject Satan? And all rebellion against God, do you repent of your sin, welcome Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and surrender your will to following him as the scriptures teach? And do you accept our church's statement of faith, and will you support the church with your prayer, gifts, and service as God enables? And do you desire upon this profession to be baptized and received into the fellowship of the church? Amazing. Almost there. Now, congregation, do you say amen to what you have heard? And do you rejoice that Ethan is discovering the salvation that is in Jesus Christ alone? And do you welcome him into the covenant which is Christ's church? If so, answer with me, with the help of God we do. With the help of God we do. And let's pray together. Gracious God and Father of our Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are bringing Ethan to a knowledge of your great love and are giving him the empowering grace of your Holy Spirit. As you said to your son at his baptism, we, we hear you say again today, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. As your church baptizes those whom you call, we pray that you would take them into your care and carry them home to your heavenly kingdom. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. Photographers, to your marks. Now we get in. Ethan, upon your profession that Jesus is the Son of God and upon your confession and repentance of sin and upon your faith in Christ, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
In the name of Christ and his church, I extend to you the right hand of fellowship. I'd like to ask the worship team up. communion. We read in the book of 1 Corinthians, for the tradition I received from the Lord and also handed on to you is that on the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way with the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. For whenever you eat this bread then and drink this cup, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he returns. At McGregor EMC, we believe the communion is open to all believers. If you have little ones with you that might not know what communion's all about, I'll leave that up to you parents, but I can't think of a better thing to celebrate our recent baptizee 
than joining together in communion as fellow believers, not only that are here this morning, not only are in the other congregations this morning, but across all time forward and back all the way back to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. All cheering you on. And so, as the communion elements are handed out, I would say we take some time in reflection to pray and to write ourselves with the Lord. Let's bow together. Our precious God, our Lord, this morning we praise you with all that we are. As we join now in communion with the rest of your church, we all praise you. We praise you for you are who made all things and chose us. We praise you for you are the rock of our foundation. We praise you for so many reasons all of which can just be reduced down to that you are the Lord who loves us. And God, we pray over the days, weeks, months, years to come, as life goes up and down, we remember this. We remember who we see you to be in communion and who we saw you to be this morning. Lord, we praise your name. Amen.
and together we eat. And together we drink. And McGregor EMC, it is our custom after communion to recite the Lord's Prayer together. And so I ask you, join me now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Another reminder, tonight, 7.30, lemonade. Also, housewarming. For our benediction, we have a fitting one from the book of Numbers. May God bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his face and bring you peace. Amen.